Good morning, and let's get it started. Like the song says, uh, I'm Michael Mullis, president of Mortgage Teacher, and that's what we're going to talk about on today's program, as we always do. Teach you, you know, kind of interesting ways to save you interest or what's going on in mortgages. And, well, I'll tell you this time, it's February cold. Uh, the cold's here for a while. And it allows us to, obviously, the quarantine allows us to stay inside. Uh, my family, personally, doesn't have a crazy ringette or hockey schedule. So, kind of stuck at home and taking a look at the mail and maybe looking at our numbers. Now, of course, in my business, I'm always looking at your numbers. And I'm starting to see something trending that I want to talk about on today's program because I have a little bit of concern. And if you're listening and you have family uh, that have a mortgage or if you have a mortgage, this is what we have to start training uh, the young because I'm 44 years old. And I was raised with some pretty good values, you know, kind of small town, grassroots, pay off your debt. Uh, when I bought my house, I was always told by my grandparents and my parents, pay off that mortgage, pay off that mortgage, save up money and pay off that mortgage. Well, you know, and then when you're getting a mortgage, you know, drive all around, get the lowest rate, go to three different banks and get the lowest rate, get the lowest rate. Trust me, people. Uh, in fact, it's a Google search, the lowest mortgage rate. Nobody seems to come into the office and ask for the highest rate we have. Now, here's what we have to be careful of. Because for years and years and years and years, we've been fighting the banks to get the lowest rates. Okay? And we're going to talk about that a little bit, about where the five-year fix has been and where it's going and why this is a bad habit. So let's go back 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 in time a little bit and talk about getting the lowest rate and, and why I have a concern about it, okay? If you guys Google search, and please do if you have a computer in front of you, if you Google search Bank of Canada five-year bond, as you know, the fixed rates go with the stock and bond market. So as a broker, I sit there and watch the five-year bond. So if I see the, you know, the rates going up steadily for two weeks, I warn all the mortgage brokers and all of our clients that, hey, have a heads up. We could see the banks be increasing the five-year fix soon. So, you know, get your rate holds in there now. And that's what actually, funny enough, since about the end of January, the five-year fix has been trickling upward. Uh, we haven't seen any increases from the banks yet because there's a big spread, but have an eye out for that. Now, here's the interesting thing. And in case you're just tuning in and wondering who the heck is this guy, like I said, my name is Michael from Mortgage Teacher. And please, Google Mortgage Teacher and look us up. And this is the type of things we're explaining. So when I sit with clients, I always want to look at, you know, what's been going on in history. And we always take this mortgage teacher side pretty seriously. So we teach you what the entire market has to offer out there. It doesn't matter who you deal with. Major banks, you know, trust companies that some of them have and have not heard of. And then credit unions down in southwestern Ontario. Okay, it all depends. So, but when we look at it all, it doesn't matter who you deal with. Let's be honest. When they get, when you get a rate, they're all going to be pretty close. Say I take 60 lenders and I narrow it down to a final five. In that final five, there's likely going to be, you know, for example, 1.9, then a 1.94, then a 1.99 and a 2.04. What I'm getting at is all the banks, when it comes down to a final five, they're pretty close to one another. But the biggest question I have for everyone is, what are you going to do with it? Because we've been fighting to get the lowest rate forever. Ever since I started asking for money, I was like, what's the rate? What's the rate? Okay, folks, what happens if the rate goes to zero? Then what do you do? 
So, and that's kind of the line of thought. So we're going to go back in history, like I said. Now, if we go back to 2015, that's where we can go, January 2015. So once again, if you search Bank of Canada five-year bond and try to look at a graph and then scroll back in time, okay, this is what you're going to see. You're going to see a huge decline. Snakes and ladders. That snake brought that five-year fix down real fast in January 2015. So we saw the fixed rates go 2.99. In fact, that was the first time we really ever saw 2.99. And then it started to go 2.7, 2.6, 2.5%. So if any of you listeners out there got a mortgage back in 2015 or 16, you likely got a five-year fixed as low as 2.5%. Fantastic. Good for you. Here's the funny math. If you got a five-year fix, when do you come up for renewal? Aha, these days, 2020, 2021. Now, here's the problem that I'm seeing. And and people, we want to teach our kids. And if you're a hockey coach, if you're a financial advisor, if you're a parent, if you're a teacher, it doesn't matter if little ears or younger ears are listening. We need to guide people in the right direction. And here's where I'm going with it, okay? And this is why it's a perfect program to bring this up because you guys have all received your year-end statements as of late. So I am going to challenge you in this program to see what that looks like. But if we go back in time, we saw that all-time low, you know, 2.5%. And then, of course, along came Mr. Donald Trump around November 2016, and we saw the five-year fix go up and all the way up to the end of 2018, the five-year fix got all the way up to like 3.9%, okay? So basically, if you did get a mortgage back in 2015 and you are up for renewal lately or coming up, then you avoided a mountain, literally. The rates were low and now a pandemic and they've got the rates what? Whoa, 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 let me back up there. Thanks to a pandemic, the rates got back down to where you want them? People, I get calls five times a day. That people say, what is your lowest rate? And and that's great, but I have to come back and say, well, here it is, but what are you doing with it? I see people's year-end statements, folks, 2900 a year, 3200 a year, 3600 a year. So we fight so hard, we finally have low rates in front of us, and too bad, we're not really taken advantage of. So here's some stats, first of all. when we, Why are we so busy? Why is it the craziest market? Okay, yes. This week in the news, they announced real estate, uh, you know, the busiest market ever, the lowest inventory. Uh, house prices have spiked here in the London and surrounding area. So these are things we're dealing with. But and go back in time quick. And like I said, when the rates were that low, what happened back then was 75% of the population redid their mortgage in 2015 or 16. Now, funny enough, five years later, here we are. So... In our office, we have 75% of the population coming up for renewal, so shopping around to see what they can get. We also have the pandemic that is forcing people to stay in, so a lot of people are doing renovations, some things around the house. We have a ton more people than ever that they they bought a house and, you know, it's worth 300. They bought it for 300 and say, you know, 2016. Now it's worth 500 because their neighbors are going for 500. So they want to take some of that equity out and maybe, like I said, do some renovations, maybe pay out some vehicle debt. Because if you had a vehicle a couple of years ago, you likely have a rate of, you know, four or 5%. So, you know, that's going to take you longer to pay the vehicle off when you could maybe roll it into a 1% debt now. 
So these are the trends we see happening. So a lot of people think, you know, mortgages, it's only tied to sales and purchases. No, 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 not at all. Not when you have 75% of the population coming up for renewal in the same period. Plus you have the high demand. We all basically have free money, imaginary inflation money. So how can we use that to get ahead? And I have a lot of people investing. That's where I'm very impressed. But I too, my family invests. I talk to investors often now. And I look at the numbers differently. Why when I look at my investments? So if I invest 50,000, I look at how much I made. I made 6,000 on that investment. If I look at this money, okay, I made 12,000 there. We are extremely results focused when it comes to assets. Do you understand? So if you invest money, you look at your year-end statement, automatically we look at the balance. We see what we made off our money. If I go look at this investment, you get your return. What did I make off of this money? Well, now I'm going to challenge you. So just before we go into news break, here's what I want you to do, okay? Go find your year-end mortgage statement. And please send us an email, contact, C-O-N-T-A-C-T. I'm going to challenge you. First of all, right now, do you know how much you pay off per year? Just, just be honest with us. Do you think you know? Guess, say you say, oh, I pay 8,000 off. Then go look at your statement and see if you are correct. Because I find nine times out of 10, we actually don't know. Now, let's go to Newsbreak. Again, my name's Michael Mullis, president of Mortgage Teacher. I'm going to jump to the news. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what is trending and what to watch out for with these low rates these days. All that and more right after this news. All right. Thank you for still tuning in. And yes, here we go again. If you're just tuning in now, my name is Michael Mullis, president of a company called Mortgage Teacher. And we were getting pretty deep into a topic and I called you guys out as a challenge uh, to go get your year end mortgage statement. It is that time of year. You're, if you haven't received it yet, you should be getting it any day. And I, it made me realize that you know now that we're investing money, my family, that is, that I'm noticing that I am extremely results focused. And in this pandemic, I noticed that we are all results focused, meaning times are changing. I want these results. What do I have to do to get there? And I think we can all admit we're doing things differently to get our results. We're forced to. Now, when it comes to debt, we have always go shop for the lowest rate, go shop for the lowest rate, go shop for the lowest rate. Okay, that's great. But what happens when that rate finally hits zero? Then what? Do you pay zero? What if that rate goes down to 0.4% and your payment's only $400? Do you pay $400? Unfortunately, these are the habits that we have going out there. Now, meanwhile, what happened in January 2016? We got a stress test given to us. And I'm not going to lie. I've run into some, some people older than I am. And they're not, they haven't heard this and they're not used to it. So if you're qualifying getting hit with the stress test, yeah, it was horrible back then. I remember a young couple uh, out in my hometown, fully pre-approved to go to, well, you know what I mean with fully pre-approved. The numbers looked great <laughs> at $400,000, okay? But as soon as the stress test kicked in, they could only buy a house for 320000 That's how much it affected us, folks. Now, what this stress test is, it, it, it doesn't matter if you're getting a rate at 3%, 2%, 1%. Every Canadian has to qualify at 4.79%. Now, 
Now, let's think about this as as parents, as teachers, as advisors, as well, hockey coaches, whatever you're an influencing figure, and we have young ears or learning ears listening to us. Since when have we taught people to set the bar lower than a government standard? And what I mean by that, when you're out searching for the lowest rate and, oh, it's, you know, that guy's got 1.99 and you're only quoting me 1.9 or 1.89, folks, these are typically about $20 a month difference. 20 bucks here, 20 bucks there. The more important thing is only a few years ago, rates were at 3.9, 4%. And according to the government, 4.79 is the average standard. That's why they're making us be able to afford that because... The writing's on the wall. They might see rates get up to that point sometime in your mortgage career. So me as an advisor, if I have a young couple in my office and, you know, they're pregnant, ready to raise a family, looking for that family home, and they go and look at a rate of, you know, 1.7% and their their payment's only $1,200 and yay, this is so affordable. What do you think's going to happen when I see that family and they got a couple kids at the hockey rink a couple years later? Exactly. They might be saying, Michael, why did you set us up? The rates have gone up. We can't afford our home. What kind of advice is this? And that ugh, tears my heart. I can't even imagine that. Okay. So here's what we have to teach folks. When you're playing on one of these online calculators, use 4.7%. Use the government standard and whatever payment pops out, that's where you should set your goal. So for example, say it's $2,200 a month and really your actual payment is only $1,600 you should be putting $600 away in like a savings account, maybe a tax-free talk to your accountant. You know, you should be allocating that money to yourself. You deserve it. Put that money to the side and then in a lot of mortgages, you better, you can log in whenever you want and put that lump sum down. Now, personally, with a pandemic, I have my clients keep that money to the side and wait and see. You never know what pops up. Whatever it takes to stay out of consumer debt. Now, this is where we have to be careful because majority of the advice advice out there is pay off your mortgage, pay off your mortgage. So I had someone just recently go and put an extra 40000 down on their mortgage. Congratulations, because you paid down the 1.94%. That's excellent. That's what we were raised. But then only weeks later came to me and said, can I borrow $25,000 for an investment opportunity? Well, now the bank offered a nice line of credit at the back end. So now we... He's going to borrow the extra 25000 at prime plus compounded monthly. And I'm thinking, geez, if you hadn't put that money down just a couple months ago, you could have used that interest-free. That's the way we have to look at our numbers, folks. Okay? Now, here's what I said before the news break. I challenged you guys. I said, please send us an email at contact, C-O-N-T-A-C-T, at mortgageteacher.com. Let us know how much you're paying off per year because with these low rates, folks, you better be paying at least $12,000 a year, if not $15,000 per year. But I see too many year-end statements down to the 3% or $3,000, $4,000 a year, maybe $6,000. And that's the issue that I'm having because when it comes to investing, like I said earlier in the program, all we do is focus on the results. How much do I make? How much did I make with my profits? We're, we're focused on the results. But that's how I want you to be with your mortgage, results focused. So when people walk out of a mortgage teacher office and they say, I just got a mortgage done up by mortgage teacher. And there's 30 people in the parking lot. Oh, yeah, that's not happening nowadays, but you know what I mean. What would somebody say? The first question I bet would be, what rate did you get? 
Now, my clients come out and say, you want to know what? I don't really, the the rate is a good rate. I'm happy with it. But the good news is I'm paying $55,000 off in the next five years. I'm paying $78,000 off in the next five years. That's how our clients walk out of the office. Results focused, a plan. Um, I just sat with someone yesterday that, you know, I always ask, what do you see in the next five years? Well, we really want to get my wife a new vehicle in the next 12 months. Well, that means you're going to do your mortgage now, search for the lowest rate, sign it, and then in what, five months, go take a vehicle loan and start paying interest on that? People, that's the fastest depreciating thing we have. Why would you pay interest on that when here you got a house that's going up in value and of course you've got the least amount of money to borrow the cheapest rates possible borrow your money in the cheapest way possible so that's just a good example of you know plan ahead when you're doing the mortgage not just for the minute what's the lowest rate this minute more importantly what are you doing in the next two years five years and be results focused that's what you want to do out of this program now like i mentioned earlier in the show We have a lot of spoiled people that took a mortgage back in 2015 and 16 and are now coming up for renewal. So what I want us to be sure is don't just be settled with those payments. Set the bar a little higher. Like I said earlier, type in the mortgage calculator, maybe type in, you know, 4.5, 4.7% and help yourself take advantage and put extra money away. I had a really good example. I had a a good friend. As I mentioned, I live out in Dorchester. So if we have a friend moving out to to join our baseball team, it's pretty exciting, of course. And he wants to raise his family out there. So when we started the process, he said this to me, Michael, I I can afford 2200, no problem. Like, you know, if we got to go up a little bit to find a house because the houses are going up so much, you know, let me know we can make that work. Well, lo and behold, by the time they found a house and the rates came down while they were searching, the mortgage payment is only $1,700 a month. Now, this is a friend of mine, right? I'm his advisor, so he trusts me. Do I say, whoa, guess what? Your payment's only $1,700. You get to save $500 a month. Congratulations. No, that's not what I did because I know what kind of habits are going to happen. Bad habits. Just, just pay the minimum. Just give me the lowest rate. Give me the lowest payment. But like I said, what happens when we hit zero? Are you going to pay zero? No. So find the average and pay that. So this is how I went back to the clients. I said, listen, you said 2200 was no problem. If you pay 2200 towards your debt, you will pay off $65,000 in the next five years. Those are the results we need to see, folks. And that's how we help people out. Now, it's not that I made their mortgage payment that high. They're actually putting $292. I know, weird number. $292 bi-weekly into a tax-free account, I believe, thanks to their other advisor. And they're going to let that build up. And then periodically, when I call up on the anniversary, now that's what the progressive discussion is about. It's all about succeeding the plan. And, you know, maybe at the time they're going to put that down on the mortgage or maybe they, you know, ran into something that they need that money. Hopefully not, but that's the target we have. So those are the type of strategies. Again, please, it's time for the year-end statements. Look at your results and make sure you're paying at least $10,000 off a year. I'm signing off. Wow, that time went by fast. I'm Michael Mullis, president of Mortgage Teacher. And hey, we're here to help, guys. It's free advice. Why the heck not? Reach out. Let's chat. Have a great day, folks. Bye-bye.